0: Our time is 10 minutes after 1 o'clock. Welcome to the second hour of the Power Zone and Power 98.7. A big thank you to everybody that rallied behind the open line in the first hour of the show. Really appreciate the interactions. So yeah, let's do it again tomorrow in the first hour of the show. But a reminder that as we go into our conversations this morning with various of our guests, the lines are still open. You're welcome to engage them. You're welcome to engage us. And let's talk about what we have on offer this Thursday morning. So we have Calvin Rafadi, who's coming through as a forensic expert, uh, a forensic investigator, senior forensic investigator, uh, coming from organization Biz Traces. And this morning, we're looking at the July unrest, the report that was released here uh, just yeah, year. It was a damning report when you look at uh, the police and their role of crime intelligence uh, within that particular period in 2021, uh, saying that they failed here uh, to ensure uh, this law enforcement adequately Law enforcement and to prevent uh, further destruction uh, coming from that particular period. So we look at all of these lapses uh, this morning. But we on zero eight six one nine eight seven triple zero as we go into the second hour of uh, this show. Rafari, good morning, sir. Welcome to the show.
1: Morning, Gataho, and then morning to your listeners. How are you?
0: I'm doing well, sir. Thank you very much for giving us your time.
1: Good. Thank you.
0: Yeah, I mean I don't know if you had a little bit of what we had there uh, in the last stretch of the open line. George there seems to be worried about uh, where we find ourselves if I can just uh, if you allow us to start there, uh, then we'll go into the CRL and the human rights uh, you know reports, human rights commission's report into the July unrest. I mean we we seeing now all eyes being on South Africa. Uh, we seeing uh, everybody else now having an opinion as well uh, following uh, that particular matter that we took uh, to the ICJ. that even talks around uh, how South Africa on its own uh, is a country that is genocidal, uh, looking at the crimes that are rampant uh, right now and others even saying we should look into our own backyard uh, before we tend to uh, more or less involve ourselves in matters of other nations and the likes. Would you say that uh, looking at your experience and where we find ourselves, uh, looking at our stance and how uh, the role that we play uh, in the world over uh, do you think that we are more vulnerable now that case has left us more vulnerable than ever uh, looking at uh, issues of security
1: yeah well i think uh, we, we are vulnerable but uh, we don't have to panic because uh, what we are about to talk about especially in the state security issue mm. once they get a wake-up call and then uh, we should know that we are we are very safe but, uh, you know, genocide is something that uh, one doesn't promote, and then uh, we must condemn it to the mm. latter. And uh, we have experienced uh, many of such oppression, you know, in the previous uh, years, where, you know, post-1994 ourselves. And, uh, you know, it's only fair to, you know, raise up our hands and then show where we stand. And uh, we've got the support of it in other countries. Mm. So, but uh, what we can say is uh, nothing will happen to us. We are, we are safe, and uh, our communities are safe, and uh, I think it's unfolding very well, Mm -hmm. and uh, we, we should stay safe.
0: Nothing to bring. Yeah. And I think that on its own uh, was some sort of a, uh, you know, situation that pushed South Africa to get a wake up call, especially when you're looking at issues of crime intelligence, issues of uh, security. We've never experienced any attack uh, of a magnitude where then we are targeted and the likes. And we've always advocated for the silencing of guns. Uh, So do you reckon or or do you get a sense that, uh, you know, our ministers, Minister Tandimudise, Minister Pando, and everyone else in the security cluster at this point in time, when that particular matter was taking place, that was a wake up call. And they are more or less, in any way, as we speak right now, they've got a strategy and measures are in place.
1: Yeah, no, no, they've got advisors, they've got strategies in place. It's just that, Mm. you know, some most of the time, uh, our government tends to delay in Mm. taking some action but uh, academia and uh, researchers uh, from good universities, they've gathered, uh, quite a number of researchers. And then, uh, you know, if uh, they take the good advices, yeah. then uh, we should be okay.
0: Awesome, man. At least that should (laughs) help us to breathe a little bit easier. Uh, You know, looking at the fact that uh, we are a nation that has been categorized as uh, one of the most violent, uh, crime-ridden nations globally. And when you look at uh, that July unrest and what came out of that particular report, it kind of tells us, hey, uh, that uh, those gaps, it was damning on the side of crime intelligence. It was damning on the side of the police even saying that the security class was shaky you know when it had to be decisive in terms of how uh, they move when they saw that things were getting out of hand uh, let's unpack uh, this report uh, obviously we saw them conduct interviews and uh, you know in loco and all of those issues here in gauteng and in kzn and it led to that report by the crl and the human rights commission uh, what is your reading of uh, their findings here
1: yeah, look, uh, uh, enough research was done, and qu- quantitative uh, research and uh, follow-up interviews. But uh-huh. what I can say is uh, we must applaud and recognize that uh, most of the subs members, because they come in categories, uh-huh. uh, subs members, what do I mean? I'm talking about the public order policy, including CPS on the ground, uh, because we still recall that uh, many places, you know, taxi owners, and taxi drivers and CPF community uh, 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 patrollers forums. They 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 they've gathered together and uh, said, not not in our places that uh, anybody can break. So they've done a great job because they were so reactive. So they were reactive. They were responding quickly to some of the things. Even though you know, some somehow uh, even you find people looting. You can only, you know, uh, control the situation and then uh, close up the pace and the like. But they were they are well trained, the POP, and they did a great job. Uh, but the problem where now we are sitting is to be proactive. Yeah, I mean proactive. Then, that's that's when now the so called crime intelligence and state security, uh, domestic branch fall, falling under domestic branch, they were caught with their pants down because uh, they could have detected. And even infiltrated some of this operation, well-acquastrated operation. You know, it was the thing like mostly when you saw, uh, even with the catching transit, the guys, they will bomb the, 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 the catch van and then take the big chunk of the money and then leave some, you know, just for the people to come and finish it up and uh, uh, continue the fee. So it was more like that. These guys, they, they planned it very well. They will hit the depot leave it open, and then the rest of the people, they go in and lose. They break something, they leave it open, they burn something, then, you know, the rest of the people fall. But this, most of the things, they were uh, contaminated. That's why we are still saying that the big fishes or the big instigators. if you recall, Mr. Bailey said uh, at some point that they, we, they have identified 11 of them, but uh, today we don't have their names or even yeah. seeing their arrest. But crime intelligence and state security, they were not proactive, and that is why we are sitting in such a mess.
0: Yeah, I mean, for them to say that we have people of interest, we have identified people, instigators, those that are masterminds and the likes, and we we are here today, and we are not even close to really getting to the bottom of who then ordered some of these things to happen. You're talking about how most of them were well coordinated in a way that you would see that you know the police were in any way caught wanting uh, when you look at how then some of these issues came out in a more of a coordinated manner uh, so so would you say that you know that uh, on its own uh, the, us not uh, having a face uh, to what happened here uh, would also just seemingly dent uh, the you know work that the security cluster would want to do in assuring us that they are on the ball and they're, they they've got uh, you know all of things things under control we want to have a repeat of what we saw happen here because uh, to date then you'd see people even saying that but it's a Clear case of uh, you know Dudu budla Zuma, uh, who would say that uh, let's go fire and and all of those things. So so why do we not see those people being brought to book when there's clear evidence in this regard? It looks like our justice system is just not fair in the way it is practiced around issues of certain people over others.
1: Look, look. the security class site was uh, really breached, and one can call it a political intimidation. Hmm. But uh, let me just break it down to, so that you can diagnose it on how I've analyzed this situation. Yeah. First of all, I, I just want to make a point that I do not belong in any political party, because, hmm. you know, some some of these issues, one can say, no, maybe belong belongs to a particular party. But just to give you clarity, the first mistake that the president, our Honorable President uh, Cyril Ramaphosa has done is, to take state security after he was inaugurated and pushed it into his office to micromanage. Now, he only micromanaged certain individuals in the state security. Now, many members who were very good in what we call espionage, counterintelligence, they were left disgruntled. Their budgets were cut and uh, uh, they were out there just, you know, still being loyal to some of uh, the people who have kind deployed them in those positions uh, if you understand what i'm saying uh, now we've seen issues such as uh, you know the office of the chief justice the butlery at his office where important documents were stolen to date there's no arrest yeah. now we come again we've seen issues such as the hawks terrorist uh, senten bomb attack over some weekends, which uh, our people, they were brought into a serious panic mode. And the economy of sentence, particularly that particular mm-hmm. weekend, it had to be shut down by, by us being warned by some foreign intelligence whilst we have our own intelligence on the ground. Mm-hmm. And we've seen, you know, this comes a long way, if you can check. Uh, no, uh, uh, during Basis he one of his houses in, in Cape Town where he had the presidential house, there was a white man who stayed in his house without him knowing. Every day he wears a suit that guy will wear that particular suit. The next day he will eat the same food Mm. he was found in that house. I mean, the the information is there. You can still Google it. Mm. I forgot his name, that guy. Mm. So, you know, those are, are some of what you can call political intimidation. But also, Remember, we, uh, uh, when you speak about state security, their, their, their role is to oversee the well-being of our community, to guard even this particular organized crime that we see every day happening. State security bodies is very quiet about it, and they need to wake up because of this thing of them having so many fictions and road in within the state security. That is the problem, and that is the problem uh, that uh, our Honorable President has done. So those members who are disgruntled and who are left vulnerable, I think as a leader, he should now come back to the growing board and, you know, put them in one room and, and make them understand that he's the current president and this is how he wants the country to be run. Because failure to do so, we, got, we also want to see people with rogue unit tactics. I mean, business has supported a, a, a particular rogue-unit report which the parliament cannot even read from uh, 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 George Fiverr's report. Mm. But it was supported by business. Then you get so many whistleblowers giving out information, but the very same business doesn't support. So you see, we need to balance all these things so that uh, we can build a better country. But mm. uh, this is the problem that we are sitting with that crime intelligence, they serve certain masters in politics, certain fictions, and State security, there are so many road units, and they are not controlled by even our mm-hmm. honorable president himself.
0: Yeah, I mean the SSA. You're right to say that uh, that uh, particular migration or move into the presidency uh, did not do justice in terms of how then we would want things to fare. Uh, then I guess uh, it, it they uh, this the new government whoever comes into uh, formation uh, they have their work uh, cut out for them in trying by all means to uh, more or less uh, you know correct where correction is to be made or even come through with strategies on how we can get the best out of some of these Institutions, but I wanted to get it get it from you. Uh, do you do you believe or get a sense that uh, the security cluster ministers uh, really tend to, you know, more or less work in synergy in terms of the work that they do to ensure a security from everyone that is involved, from the police minister, uh, you know, the, the justice minister, and everyone that comes into uh, this space. Do you believe that that cluster is is working in synergy? I mean, last year uh, or in July. In 2021, when, the, when that was happening, there were issues around how do we even categorize what is happening in South Africa right now? Is it an insurrection? Is it is it an attack? Uh, what is it? Is is it? Yeah, you know, it, there was a lot. So you you got a sense that it looks like we're not getting the same message from this particular cohort or group that should actually be speaking or operating in synergy in a way that maybe by that time, if we had that decisive would have safeguarded a lot of properties and people's lives?
1: Yeah, no, no, definitely. They are not pulling in one chain. And, uh, you know, I always say the chain is as strong as its links. So if another link is too weak or is broken, the chain doesn't pull anything. So uh, uh, our ministers, the problem is uh, they are politicians. Uh, somehow, you know, there's a level of arrogance here as well. And uh, they are protecting their, their job. But uh, it's very hard for them to be told on what to do. And uh, we've seen uh, uh, that if a, 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 a leadership who leads their organization uh, um, not in a good state or the, the, the working morale is low of the employees, then they are not good leaders. I mean, SAPS itself, I, I also blame uh, our minister of, uh, of police because crime intelligence and the normal detectives, they are not pulling in one string, those people. And uh, why I'm saying that, mm-hmm. that uh, you know, we work with them on the ground as informants, as, as whistleblowers as well. You must see uh, the guys of crime intelligence, the operational, uh, who, by the way, are supposed to be proactive. But when normal detectives or even police uh, uh, come on a reactive field, the crime intelligent guy will come, you know, after picking up the child from crash, wearing shorts and flops. And then he comes there with a the file and then he wants to take, uh, you know, the glory and then they quit a crime, intelligent driven operation. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I also have a problem such as all the drug busts that recently we've seen of multimillion yeah. uh, whereby there is no arrest, but uh, they, they, they do get the drugs. We, we 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 appreciate that,
0: but there is no arrest. We don't get a sense so of not... who is, uh, who, they, they They don't do the link as to where they're coming from, or they don't maybe release uh, this information to the public in terms of uh, if they are picking up a trend, is this a syndicate, uh, how are they actually go about going about in making sure that we don't see a repeat of some of these cases as we see them repeating themselves. So it's just uh, it's a...
1: Yeah, no, no, they, they will tell you this structure from a particular county or mm. they were distant to a particular county. I'm talking about arresting of the suspect mm. or the syndicate for that matter. Mm. So you cannot call it an intelligent driven because if it it's intelligent driven, a budget was drawn out, interception was done, infiltration, uh, even covert operation to a mm. point that uh, you even rehave that particular message to the Hawks Organized Crime and to NPA so that by the time you, you conduct such arrests, you already have such warrants, you know. It, it's a driven operation when you speak about intelligence. Now, yeah. let alone the fact that uh, there's 200 million worth of drugs that were stolen from Port Shepstein, uh, uh, um, Port Hawks uh, uh, office, if you recall. I think it was in 2020 or 2021, if my memory serves me well. Yeah. But there's no arrest to date. So, you know, such issues, you can see that, uh, 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 you know, the, the crime intelligence it is not that reactive, but i mean it is not proactive, but it it, it piggybacks on most of the reactive jobs uh, now even this Makado issue, the shooting of the so-called nineteen whereby you know eighteen people were were, were, were taken out then they they, they, they close the scene, the scene they remember they must pick up the country, take photos and the like. Uh-huh. the next day, the nineteenth person it's been now found under the bed. I mean, the scene was closed the, the day before. The next day, the 19 person. But in, having said all that, remember, out of that 19 people, there was a garden boy and a maid who was present in that house. Now, the police, when we asked them on one of the interviews, they said, no, why didn't those, uh, uh, the maid and the garden boy, if they've seen that the casing transit is going to be committed, they could have easily called the police. Yeah. What if you go on their phone and you check? They they call this dysfunctional central one, and then yet you have eradicated them. But legal force, the police end up using legal force because of the pressure and the desperation of uh, 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 wanting a success. Mm. There is POP, which yeah. is your public order policy. Yeah. They are trained on hostage uh, uh, situation whereby. They could have used cars, a, a very highly cars mm-hmm. to even ram the front door and apprehend some of those people and shoot them. Only the ones that were shooting back at the police because of... It is intelligent-driven. You are supposed to know that Calvin and Kakeho, they are the trigger happy, And if it's intelligent-driven, then you, you wipe them out because they're shooting mm-hmm. back at the police. But, mm-hmm. you know, such issues they end up being... Uh, police being desperate. Now, we heard about uh, the so-called jugulane. by the way. jugulane is yeah. becoming a problem, and it has always been a problem. Mm. By the way, I was there in December when the shooting happened yeah. because I was working around the, the schools there in the area. We were doing the holiday program of checking the safety of the schools. Mm. When that thing happened, that we were there. So I, you know, I sat down and tried to manage, the, uh, to not analyze the situation, and I spoke to the people, even on the ground, that what is happening here? only to find out that if you you are a visitor there, uh, uh, there, there are so-called spotters in the entrance of Juku let's say. Mm-hmm. And not only Juku by the way, Winterfell, the New Year's Trace, mm-hmm. even as far as to Harangu at this point. So what they do by the entrance, they can actually see the door, how drive, driving in, and how you go around the potholes. You you know, how you go around the speed times. Because people there, they don't drive into those potholes. They drive on the side pavement, you know, where the people must uh, 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 walk. They drive like that, and they drive with cars that have got this particular number plate. They call it the social plate or such a place, you know, that is written in board or cases, uh, not wearing a safety belt, wear it behind you, you know, such <laughs> things. So they can actually spot that this one doesn't come from here. And then then you're a, you a not, target. Then they take you, you, you become a target. So crime kind of intelligence, they're supposed to know such things mm. and be so proactive because of their normal detectives, they even came to a point now, they beat up everybody that becomes a suspect. As we speak now, this week, there's a policeman who was beaten up upstate. He was in ICU because he was suspected to be a criminal there in Jukule. He opened a case at IP, as we speak, he just came out of hospital. So, you know, those type of acts, uh, it's point of desperation to a point that we are letting crime intelligence to be correct.
0: Yeah, I mean, also, when you look at it, uh, we see the police, uh, you know, responding to uh, this particular release of the report uh, and talking about what has been done uh, in the past five years or, I mean, what has been done in the past financial year, uh, looking at how the controls are being put in place. I mean, for instance, one of the things that came out very strongly in this particular report was uh, just uh, it pointed out to the under-resourcing and the lack of capacity in crime intelligence and the likes. So it kind of tells you that the work the police have their work cut out for them in ensuring that going forward we get a sense of what is being done to correct and to avoid the repeat of the July unrest. We have these people that are appearing in court. That tells us that at least their arrest and their movements there we're still waiting to know who then becomes the mastermind in terms of who called the orders and the shots in that particular regard. Uh, the wills of justice, something that really moves slow uh, in a way that it doesn't instill confidence uh, going forward. So uh, as we go into really this uh, year, uh, what, what are you expecting? Are you expecting really for things to move? We are in election year. They're talking about the feeling of critical and key vacancies within crime intelligence. They're talking about really a project of around 10,000 SEPs that have been trained here, deployed uh, to the ground, around 20,000 of them uh, in the last two years to try and capacitate frontline policing service. They're talking about 5,000 police officers that have been trained in cloud control and Terms of uh, POP. So, really, when you look at it, it looks like uh, there's something that is moving there, and not forgetting as well that uh, we also have uh, the police commissioner that is been working here uh, with ensuring that there isn't an appointment in there. All of these critical positions that are filled uh, within the sector as we go into the year, uh, where your work is concerned as a forensic investigator and looking at this July unrest report and the work that the police have been doing over time, and just the state of being in the country do you reckon that maybe you know we'll see things uh, a bit different the numbers would go down a bit uh, as we go into an election year and we see uh, you know just agility in some of these departments
1: yeah look the initiatives and the ideas are good but uh, just to add you know as my uh, as an expert opinion yes sir uh, i think At the same time, we we, we see many of our police being trained, by the way, with your taxpayers' money and even as far as to the special tax force. But at the same time, once they now gain the skills and the training, now they lead to to private sector. Now they go and work at private security. That becomes a problem. So I think there should be a policy that is legislated to say, even though we train you as a police officer, you are not... You are not allowed, there should be a rule that you are not allowed to go to a private sector for the duration, a window period maybe of the three years after your retirement yeah. or even exiting uh, 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 the role of being in that position. I think that will help a lot. I will
0: need you, see, to give, you need to give me the money, like Mona Kelvin. I mean, help me help you. <laughs>
1: yeah. So what I'm saying is, one needs to uh, uh, what you call this thing, one needs to uh, uh, look at the yeah. Way that uh, A lot of them, even though they are trained, they can tell you X amount are trained, but you must see how many are living to private sector uh, because of challenges of issues of money and lack of resources in the police and the like, uh, and even being recruited in some of uh, Because even private sectors, once they see you're good in the police, I see they jump in and then they recruit more of, uh, of, of those uh, mm-hmm. men and, and, and women in blue. So that is another challenge <laughs> that we are sitting with. So if that it is not properly ventilated, like mm. I'm saying, the policy and legislature, then unfortunately, uh, we're going to see a high number of crimes is still going forward. But in the, in the same breath, yeah. I, I also want to, you know, highlight to the government that, uh, you know, since there are statements about uh, some of the politicians saying that the votes are if this happens, this will be the end of South Africa. I mean, we've seen such uh, issues, uh, vote vote rigging and the like. Do not take such statements lightly. And I feel that we need uh, more boots on the ground towards the date of the election, which is about to be announced. So what I'm saying about more boots, I'm even talking about SADF to be on the ground because of uh, 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 since uh, the ruling party or the governing uh, party, doesn't have full control of the state security. And I repeat, they don't have full control of the state security. Many members are still disgruntled out there. So it is a, at a short notice, at a short period to bring them together into one room. So by so saying, I don't think these elections, we must take it lightly that they will go as smooth as other elections. Mm-hmm. But we need to hour ourselves. And then there must be enough police and soldiers on the ground for this upcoming election.
0: Awesome. I want us to leave it here uh, for this morning. So thank you very much for uh, giving us your time. Hopefully uh, you know, I have pub crew uh, online as we speak right now. I'm going to be speaking to uh, their spokesperson. Hopefully we'll get a sense of how then the police sector is also preparing itself uh, to go into this crucial year and how then uh, we see things moving a little bit different uh, looking at uh, this particular report and the gaps that have been flagged here uh, by these two chapter 9 institutions, CRL and the the human rights commission so thank you very much for your time
1: i thank you i'll listen now
0: <laughs> Appreciated, appreciate uh, it calvin rafari uh, coming through there as a forensic investigator you've been listening to a power 98.7 podcast for more podcasts visit power987.co.za or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts